When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This episode is brought to us by listener Jenny. Uh, she didn't really have anything to promote, but she has a dope-ass Twitter handle. You can find her at Waglagon on Twitter. That's wag <laughs> underscore uh, lagging. They're a great band, and thus I must uh, give her a shout-out just for that Twitter name. So follow Jenny at wag underscore lagin. And now let's talk about some horror movies. <laughs> episode of Horror Movie Night. Scott and I are having a slumber party and we invited our sexy boyfriend Ralph who picked this movie The Last Slumber Party. Adam's not here but it could be because he's dressed in a surgeon's mask trying to kill us all for doing this episode without him. Welcome to Horror Movie Night. So Ralph. Yes. <laughs> do you want to do you want to get in the promotion for your podcast right now before we make you feel like an asshole for the next 20 minutes or <laughs> do you want to save that for the end? Uh, sure, let's get it off the bat. So I'm Ralph. I'm from uh, the Gore Horseman Podcast. Uh, you know, we're good friends here with uh, the whole podcasting community, especially Horror Movie Night. Uh, they've been super influential to us. What we do is we, every episode, pick out a random month and a random year and review a horror movie released in that year, as well as a wrestling pay-per-view from that year. So we've done such gems as Return to Sleepaway Camp with, uh, with Mr. Matt here. Uh, that coincided <laughs> with Survivor Series 08. Uh, we've done <laughs> Deathgasm, which you guys just heard, Horror Movie Night Review a few episodes ago. Uh, I guess we had some differing opinions to you guys, but it is what it is. Um, but no, yeah. you, should definitely, you should definitely check us out, especially if you like both subjects, which it seems to be there's a lot of people, uh, 99% male, but a lot of people that do love both horror movies and wrestling. So a uh, little bit niche, but... I think you guys will enjoy it. Okay, so, last slumber party. Ralph, you wrote to us 
and was like, you guys need to do an episode on Last Slumber Party. It's the worst thing ever. And uh, you don't know what we're watching next week, but if we weren't watching the movie that we watched for next week, I would agree with you that this is the worst <laughs> thing ever. But we actually managed to top it, so stay tuned for next week, which was also a fan-submitted request. Uh, but let me see if I have the exact way that you worded this. Uh, you said, it's called Last Slumber Party from 1988, and it's quite possibly the most poorly made movie ever. A random killer in a surgeon's outfit stalks a girl's only slumber party, which, as is tradition, also includes their boyfriends. Despite the movie supposing to take place over one night, there's multiple costume changes and day and night transitions. It's completely nonsensical, and it's a blast to hear you guys try to make sense of it. Fun fact, of the top eight billed actors and actresses in this film on IMDb, only two have since found work again. So... Thank you for making us watch this hour and ten minute movie that I stu- that I had to find on YouTube because no one has this out on any f- shape or form now. I suppose uh, when it when it's an hour and ten this? minutes, does it qualify as a movie? Yeah, it, as long as it's uh, I think it's supposed to be fifty minutes or longer. It's the old Charles Band trick of putting like twenty minutes <laughs> of credits on a fifty minute movie. Yeah, yeah. So where did you even find this fucking movie, Ralph? Sure. So growing up, there was actually a video store in my town. And when I was first getting into horror movies, I would just go there and browse the horror section for, you know, hours or whatever the hell it is. It was, you know, not a chain. It wasn't a blockbuster or anything. I was completely independent. And the woman there just happened to know my obsessions immediately because she had a huge horror section and a huge like wrestling slash MMA section slash like faces of death and all that crap. So you could kind of blame the Gore Horseman podcast on her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, I I always saw this cover and I was like, what the hell is this? Because I always figured it was part of the Slumber Party Massacre series. And spoiler, it's not by any means. (laughs) And then additionally, when I saw the cover, it says directed by Steven Tyler. And I'm like, holy crap, that's the dude from Aerosmith. I mean, listen, I'm... 13 14 at this time i'm not i'm not looking it up on the internet to to fact check so for years i just thought this is by steven tyler like from aerosmith until i realized it wasn't but oh god i i must have seen this freaking 10 15 years ago at this point and it just made no sense to me but the cover to me was awesome so eventually when that place uh went out of business I got to find it, but I, I snatched this one up for a dollar purely for the cover. Um, <laughs> on VHS? So, yep, on VHS. Oh, that's, so it is, it that's is awesome. somewhere, and as soon as I find it, it will be donated to you guys to give away in a mailbag. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. You, you. you think that you're going to donate it to us so that we can donate it to someone else, but oh, it's I'm just going to stay with us. It's going to stay with us. <laughs> that's fine by me. Um, one of the things I don't have a ton of notes on this movie, mostly because I'm just watching it on YouTube with my mouth agape. Like, what is this? Um, but very early on, one of the credits, and and maybe this is like a normal credit, and I've just never noticed it because, like, it should be, um, you know, in the end of the credits, not the front of the movie. But one of the credits that they advertise is the post production sound engineer. Which, to me, just screams, most of our dialogue had to be ADR'd, because we don't know how to make a movie. Yeah. (laughs) This movie is... There are some cuts in this movie that are so baffling. (laughs) Like, like, it'll... There's there's this weird, like, back and forth later on in the movie where the surgeon killer 
is like stabbing a girl, but then it just keeps cutting to another girl in the bathroom, and like it's so awkward. The sound's so weird, and then it just keeps randomly cutting to shots of just the surgeon staring at us. I love uh, man. I don't even care. I love that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I assume that this movie is very – I think it's trying to be ironic. I don't know. I, I I can't tell. That's the best thing about this movie. And Ralph, just so you know, this movie made my life. It's so good. <laughs> this is- it is outrageous. And if you guys want to know a fun fact, the surgeon maniac killer is also the director. Yeah, I <laughs> I read that, that little tidbit and I thought that that was hilarious. It's – um, this movie, man uh, – you know what I feel like it's comparable to, and it makes sense that Scott liked this as well, is uh, it makes me think of, like, Demon Wind. Like, it's that same <laughs> it's that same level of, like, late 80s, early 90s, we'll put out any fucking horror movie that someone sends us, uh, quality film, where it's just like, we don't really know how to make a movie, but we're gonna give it our darndest shot, <laughs> like... Yeah, absolutely, That's that is... Absolutely what this movie is. The best part about this movie must be the intro uh, metal metal song because it makes no sense with the rest of the film. Like it's really not many things in this movie gel, but um, I sure do love that that hair metal little intro section where he has to kill a doctor. And oh, man, this movie. So my first note is I know this is going to suck. And by the end, this movie, like not even by the end, I, I feel like. Maybe by the 20-minute mark, I was, I was really into it. I was so into it. I was, like, dreading watching this. But then I was, I was like, disappointed when it ended. Um, so I, do you guys think that this was filmed on VHS? Like, it was one of those – they weren't – it wasn't filmed on film. It was filmed with VHS. Yeah, this, the straight-to-video movie. Um, no, 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 not straight-to-video. I'm saying, like, it's – it was filmed on VHS. No, no, that's what that's referred to as. When when they tape on like a VHS tape, they call it the straight to video method. Um, oh, okay, because you're literally filming the movie directly onto a videotape. <laughs> <laughs> I, it seems like it'd be so much more worked than take the the film out of the VHS tape have, and then um, cut it and then put it back in. <laughs> have you ever? Uh, so when I was taking film classes in high school, we didn't get like the video, like the digital cameras and the, and the computers until my junior year. So for the first two years, I had to teach myself how to edit like short films and documentaries and all the stuff that we were assigned to do using VHS tapes and two VCRs. And it is the most difficult form of editing. Like I believe I've never tried it, but I believe that doing it the old fashioned way with film and a razor blade and tape is easier than doing the VHS to VHS editing. It is a nightmare. Uh, and these guys were not experienced in doing that. If that's how they did this movie. Uh, also, it seems like our surgeon mask wearing killer, Adam O'Brien has shown up to this slumber party. Oh my God. Well, you guys better enjoy it because it's the last one. (laughs) (laughs) So you got Um, your power back. (laughs) I did. By the way, real sorry, Ralph. I didn't get to watch this fucking movie. But I watched the trailer for it, and I watched the trailer for it in a large group of people as well. <laughs> was it you a slumber party? It, it was the last slumber party. Um, oh, th- is, that, this is, that, is, is that baby the killer now? 
Yep, this is classic gore horse. <laughs> oh yeah, classic gore horse. <laughs> I love it. Right. So didn't get to watch it. Did watch the trailer with a bunch of people. We all agreed that this is probably <laughs> not a movie that we needed to watch. <laughs> Uh, well, the only Scott loved it. Scott. Like, I, I had a fucking blast watching this movie. <laughs> you weren't here, but we compared it to Demon Knight or Demon Wind. <laughs> so, oh, this episode's about to be like Demon Wind. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in the sands of time. Um, no, so that's a. Uh, so, so I really don't have that many notes. I do remember just sitting. Like I said, I just watched the movie. I forget what I had come home from, but I had I'd been out for the night, and I came home at a... Oh, I went to the uh, the barcade, and I came back from the barcade and was like, well, let me pop this in. And yeah, the only... the only no- Oh, I, I, the, other, the other notes I have were that the name of the company that produced this was BS Productions, which I thought was interesting. And uh, I just have the quote, hey, no. science... Hey, science! <laughs> yeah, no, it's BS Productions. <laughs> B.S. Productions. Huh. Speaking of science, um, what about well, the they... second part when he comes in and just murders one of the dudes, <laughs> and then, like, he gets killed immediately? Yeah. What the hell was that? <laughs> There's two killers for, like, two minutes, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that... That's the other thing is like they build science up so early on to be like, okay, this is our killer. Like he's a geek. He loves anatomy. He's really good at science. He's been picked on mercilessly. Like this is just 100% our killer. And then he kills somebody and you're like, okay, vindication. And then he gets killed by some random dude who has nothing to do with anything. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's okay. Well, well done. Well played, Les Slumber Party. You faked me out with the ultimate red herring twist. God, this movie was really bad. <laughs> what are you talking about? Listen, this is what's great about 80s movies. That even like ultra, ultra, bottom of the barrel, shoestring budget, schlock like this had an actual script. And now like, so, so if we're talking about like 80s low budget bullshit – horror versus 2000s era bullshit bottom of the barrel horror they have scriptless no budget found footage bullshit coming out our ears now but like i know that we oh i'll take this i'll take this over like saint francisville experiment i'll take this over yeah but that's what i'm saying like like, yeah but that's exactly what i'm saying is that people i know especially us we bemoan like modern art or modern movie making versus like nostalgic previous year previous decades uh of of filmmaking in particular but this is like a solid criticism i think is that the 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 actors and actresses in this movie while this movie is batshit crazy like they have an actual script the script is crazy i mean it's ridiculous but there's a script and they stick to it and they actually have lines and they seem to have learned their lines, even if they're not great actors, they're at least actors, instead of just people saying fuck at the camera for an hour and 20 minutes. This is true. And this movie is shorter than a found footage movie. And it's also more fun, because things actually happen. Yeah, I understand. Everything is 
like a dream, but so nothing happens, but it's still like there's action. <laughs> Holy oh, shit, wait, I wait, forgot that wait, it wait, had the wait, dream wait. ending. Wait. I completely forgot that it ends on a dream. <laughs> <laughs> the end of this movie was it was just a dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thank yeah. God, I have to watch this. <laughs> this, which is ironic because you know the movie that Wait, we watched last weekend. It with yeah, everything just being bodies. <laughs> no, the best part is that like there's dream sequences within this dream sequence of an entire film. Doesn't she even acknowledge that? She yes, say, she's like there was even a dream within my dream. <laughs> yeah, but there was a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. <laughs> Oh my god! Literally, so, this is literally student body. <laughs> the theme song ties it all together too, because the theme song, the chorus is "It's just a nightmare." <laughs> I'm Ralph. They, they give you gonna... Easter eggs. <laughs> hey Ralph, do you want to redo the uh, the horror movie night theme song? Because your falsetto is. Pretty killer. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely will. Absolutely will. We'll do. We'll do like a sick ass dance remix. I was at the bar last night to see my friend's band, and in between, oh, no, everyone note that when Matt says he's at the bar, he's still just drinking pop. I'm just drinking water, which has <laughs> the <laughs> weirdest aftertaste of any water is bar water. Oh, bar um, water is the worst. <laughs> but uh, so in it tastes be- like whiskey. In between their set, <laughs> in between their set, my friends were also DJing. Uh, under the name Daft Drunk, and it was just two record players hooked up to a mix board, and they were, like, taking turns playing records, trying to outdo yeah, each you other. Sent, you sent us that video, and it looked like the most hurting setup I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen this, Adam. I've, I've played on Way Worse. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> they uh, So, fun fact, both of those dudes who are DJing are listeners of the podcast, which is exciting. So, shout out to Sean and Joe. Um, but, yeah, Sean, in, in honor of me showing up to the show... Uh, started spinning his uh, seven inch of Dawkins Dream Warriors, and I got super excited. So Just he had a seven inch, and then you had a seven inch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy, it was like eight to nine inches. Um, hey, uh, listen, let's be realistic here. All right, it was like a five inch, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. dream that dream, Matt Kelly. You reach for the moon, buddy. You do whatever. But, dream Warrior with that one. So Jesus Christ. So. Well, I have tons. I, I took tons of notes on this. Then so go don't crazy. Just roll D- go crazy, Scott. I'm letting you lose because I've got nothing. Okay. Ha! Okay. Here we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so the first girl gets spaghetted. She's like, some something jumps out. It's like ah, <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti. Uh, so I think that same person's like, let's go out tonight. Let's go out and party. <laughs> And so I have to – half of my notes are just quotes that people say because they're absurd. But back to the fact that they actually had a script that somebody was like, this is exactly what 25-year-old high school students would stay in a, situ- in a situation like this. Although they might be in college. That doesn't quite make sense. Uh, no, I think they're high- I think they're supposed to be high schoolers because the dad is super protective of everything. Okay. Dude, well, and that's what is what with I- the dad? He must be the killer. The dad's timeline is all over the fucking place. Like, the dad comes home at, what is it, it's got to be maybe like 9, 10 p.m. He sees on the news that someone at the hospital he just came from was murdered. He thinks nothing of it and just goes to bed. Like, he doesn't even call to see, oh, who was murdered? (laughs) But then he's... 
But then he's out again like two hours later because he sees all the dudes at the convenience store and he's like, oh, yeah, I got to get orange juice on my way home. It's like, well, where the fuck were you? And then he never gets the orange juice. He calls at like three in the morning saying like, sorry, honey, I'm not going to get the orange juice tonight. <laughs> but, then <he> comes, <laughs> but then he comes home what's presumed to be early enough in the morning where everyone's still sleeping and he still didn't bring the fucking orange juice. So this guy's in trouble. Well, man, you are really upset about this orange juice. Well, business. Ralph, I, I want to remind you. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. So his timeline <laughs> doesn't need to make any sense. <laughs> That's so fucking happy I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> Greatest cop out ever. Okay, we were talking about this during the um, during the student bodies episode where I was told as a child, like never ever do the it was all a dream trope because it's so played out and that was like you know 1995 so it was definitely played out when this movie was well, made i'm was, sure that was because she had seen last slumber party and student bodies back to back and was like i am done with this <laughs> yeah i i um maybe i i don't know but <laughs> this is where this movie does does endear itself to me. It has a lot of callbacks. Like the phone scene at the beginning early on is a direct callback to Halloween 78. Um, oh, the, okay, so I just have like stream of consciousness of quotes and uh, callbacks to other movies. So I've got, what's well, a slumber party without booze, which I think is very – truer words were never spoken. You know how – we talk about um, like in the Rotor episode where it's trying to be real and drop some knowledge on you. It has nothing on Last Slumber Party because that's it's true. What is a slumber party without booze? It's sleeping. <laughs> so then, then we got the girls who are like the guys who look at them through the window, which was very Slumber Party Massacre in my opinion. Uh, and then they're like, grow up dorks. And the way that they say it is just so scathing. I feel like that made – all those guys just really rethink their decisions that night. Um, but then uh, that Tommy guy, he's such a dick. I'm so glad that he gets knocked off, but it takes a while. But then the, bla- uh, the blonde girl is PJ Soul's character from uh, 1978, Halloween 1978. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like the blonde girl watched Halloween like three times and was like, what character can I, can I pretend to be? Oh, PJ Soul's. Um, the, the, uh, the shower scene reminded me. Didn't we just talk about PCU a couple episodes ago? Did we do that or not? I mean, was that I'm, in my always, brain? I'm always open to talk about PCU. Okay, well, you know, the sh- Pigman writes this thesis about anytime you click around on ch- on cable, you should be able to find a shower scene, right? Well, that's one of the things. No, no, wait. I thought his whole thing was that you would find a movie with Gene Hackman. Oh, Hackman or. Or uh, somebody else. Shit, we Googled this last time, too. We can never remember who the other one is. Uh, yeah. Well, in any case, there, fucking he's like... fucking hire you guys right now that you're having this conversation. PCU's a great I'm movie. High on, PCU's great, but I'm high on how awesome this movie is. Summer, <laughs> last Summer Party is like, you have to be in, a, in an altered state. Like, you have to be in a sensory deprivation tank. And just watch this film. <laughs> you have to be watching it from the movie Altered States. You have to be <laughs> in that. Michael um, Caine, by the way. Michael Caine and Gene Hackman. At any given moment, yes, one yes, of them okay. is on TV. Okay. <laughs> but then he, he's like, it's the shower scene from whatever. I can finally get up. And then he gets up and it's like got pins and needles. But like yeah. that's 
I, that's that's the scene that I remembered when there was a shower scene in this movie. Um, I was pretty disappointed in the lack of nudity, but you know what? Beggars can't be choosers when you're doing a zero budget film with a bunch of 25 year old teenagers. Um, <laughs> the, the my favorite quote has to be uh, "God, I need a fucking Valium." That girl says that um, at some point in the night. Yeah, I mean, Ralph, you're absolutely right about the fact that there's really no coherent timeline. Um, because people fall asleep and wake up and die and aren't dead. And I mean, it really, this movie feels kind of like a nightmare in that, that like it's disconcerting how little things make sense, but the action keeps coming. Um, but like, I mean, the action, I mean, the acting, it, it tanks around the halfway point. I mean, I will admit that, but there's just a certain charm to this whole film. Um, it, it has like no talent. No originality, no budget, and no editing abilities. Like, nobody in this project really had any of those things. But I feel like they had a lot of heart. So I got to give it to them for that. And they had a Sesame Street poster. It's like our (laughs) podcast. No talent, but a lot of heart. Yeah, yep. That must be why I like it. (laughs) You see us in, in the film. Yeah, it's kind of like how Matt sees every nerd. And he's like, oh, man. I really relate to this dude. Then uh, I watch this movie. I'm like, I really relate to these chicks getting chopped up. <laughs> we are weird guys, and that's how we found each other and formed such a <laughs> shit podcast. <laughs> is there any other notes that you have that you need to uh, disperse at us about this movie, or is it mostly just quotes at this point? Hey, I've got I, a fantastic I, quote. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I think my favorite quote of the whole movie is when she's like, hey, Linda, you left the light in the bathroom on. Meanwhile, every other light in the entire house is on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's those kinds of, uh, they, you know, meta. They're just so meta. This movie just knew exactly what it was doing. It's very smart for its time, I think. I'm going to have to ask the same question that Adam asked earlier, which is how high are you exactly? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, I did tons of the drugs before we started discussing. <laughs> yes. I'll take all eight balls, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Um, all right. My friends, Matt and Scott, they used to be good guys, but then they started injecting marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nobody says I want to be in the last slumber party when they grow up. <laughs> Jesus, <Christ. laughs> this is like a combination of our best and worst episodes. <laughs> it's like five minutes of our best episode and twenty minutes of our worst. <laughs> no, because Adam's not blackout wasted. That, as far as I can tell, it's true. He's, he yet. was just he was not just black, he was just blacked out. <laughs> That was a that was a no power joke that bombed. But, oh, um, oh yeah, no, wow. that went over like a lead fucking balloon. <laughs> At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, "I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not." <laughs> <laughs> and they also say things like, "The the nurses are usually either." Angels of Mercy, or Whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. 
We'll be waiting for you. Uh, so normally this would be the point of the show where we would be doing what did we watch this week. But as you know from the previous episodes, we are putting that on a temporary hold because there is one of us that still has not campaigned for their first movie of 2017 speech. Adam? Uh, yeah, no, I I forgot that I had to do this, so I'm going to Google some <laughs> stuff really real surprised? quick. <laughs> Uh, I want to mention the fact that um, w- that Megan is like really, really missing our. What did we watch? She said that it's our her favorite part of the episode when 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 we get to that, and I, I feel like she might be in the minority. But it also might be because she has no clue what, what we're talking about before we get to the what did we watch? Because half the time I'm like, oh yeah, Megan and I watched this, and I say something nice about her. You know, <laughs> I don't know if that's what she likes about she, it or not. She's sitting there. She's like, we did watch that recently. <laughs> she's like oh my god i watched that too Uh, i i wouldn't be shocked if people said that that was their favorite part because i feel like i feel like the what that we watched this week is also like the equivalency of our mailbag episode because we're like all right we're done being forced to talk about this one particular subject and then we just really like i think i feel like our tangents quadruple when it gets to the what did we watch section show because it is like half of the episode sometimes uh Specifically on Rotor, um, it was two thirds of the episode. <laughs> yes, Rotor was a, a very short episode as far as content revolving around Rotor. <laughs> that that went out the window pretty fucking quick. Which is, um, you know, that's Adam's fault. <laughs> Let's just point a finger. I'm a- I mean, I, I, I believe I specifically take the L on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so. You are campaigning for us to watch What Women Want. Yeah, here, I have I have some talking points here <laughs> in front of me. In the scene where Mel how, Gibson how, uh... waxes his legs in the bathroom, he actually did wax his legs. And it did not hurt him nearly as much as it hurt him in the movie. He kept taunting all the women on set saying, come on, this doesn't hurt at all. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just I... reading trivia off IMDb. That's all. Have you have you given up hope on getting the win on this? On yeah, this no, I'm I'm quite bitter at this point. And <laughs> I... Yeah, two years of not getting to watch what women want. I'm sure he's like fucking losing it. <laughs> I have to try again next. <laughs> all this is telling me is that Adam has no ideas, no new ideas. He's just like maybe maybe I should maybe I should dust this one off. <laughs> We well, spent no, I, so long trying to convince him. Now for two years, we succeeded last year to not go with this movie. <laughs> oh no, it'll happen eventually. <laughs> I'll do this all year, every year, if I have to. How much vote rigging do you think that Adam's going to have to go through to actually get this film picked? Uh, I will be checking the schematics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean the analytics? I will stick with the word I said. <laughs> no, no, don't fucking stick with math that. Kelly over here. <laughs> Not <Math laughs> Kelly. <laughs> so, so, oh my god, I'm about to tell a terrible story of my childhood, so you guys will appreciate it to no end. But um, I remember in first grade when I got handed a math book, I literally said out loud, "It's almost like my name." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Matt. 
How did you survive this long? Like, geez, I feel like your parents should have tossed you out into the wilderness. Uh, Ralph, raise your child better than my parents raised me. Oh, that child's fucked already. It's been on all the Gore Horseman episodes, and it's it's. Sorry, buddy. Ralph, is what, he's what it is. He's been uh, he's already power slamming people. He's he's already uh, he's learning this math though, and he knows he has a one hundred sixty six and two thirds percent chance of winning. So we're <laughs> we're in good shape. Has he? Uh, so so is he around when? Like I know he's around when you're talking about the movies because I can fucking hear him. But is he there when <laughs> Whoa, you're? Oh come on, we've we've had we've had like. 60% baby free lately. Come that, on, it, it has been pretty good, actually. I, I won't lie. The first time, the first time we ever listened to that show, Adam sent us, sent us the link and he's like, yo, I found this show and it's actually pretty good. And we were listening to it. And I think we were all listening to it at the same time. We're like, what the fuck is that sound? Is someone like, Cutting wood with a chainsaw in the background, and then, and then finally one of us was you know like, "You know what I said? I said, okay, I thought that there was going to be four people on this show <laughs> called Four Horsemen. So you want you want to put four people in there because the Four Horsemen, right? And then I was like, there's only three guys on this show, and I was like, oh no, wait, there's the other guy. It's a baby in the background. Uh, oh man." But no, you have been pretty baby free, actually. The episodes, by the way, to to after just trashing you for this pick, uh, Gore Horseman is like quickly becoming my favorite thing in the world. So people should absolutely listen to Gore Horseman, uh, even if you're not a wrestling fan. They save that for the second half, so you can always just stop if you want. But it could make you a wrestling fan uh, because they talk about some shitty pay per views a lot. Listen, if it's gonna make me. Of a wrestling fan, I probably should stop listening to their podcast because I, that's the last thing in the world that I want. Um, Join the dark side. Come on. I'm a little upset you guys aren't doing the what did we watch because we actually just, just did a Tusk review and ooh. you guys kind of shit all over that. And honestly, the first Kinda. time I saw that... Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about Tusk. It's been a bit. I yeah. could go on about Tusk for the next hour. Kind of shit on it. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Pretty sure Tusk is the way that most people found us because it was such a vicious, angry discussion of a movie. Yeah, let's talk about how Tusk is fundamentally broken as a movie. <laughs> but I I enjoyed it the first time and then I watched it the second time for the podcast and I was like, what the hell was wrong with me? <laughs> like everything that's not Justin Long actually being a walrus is just uh, like the most boring shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I actually uh, – The stuff that is Justin Long being a walrus is fucking traumatic and not funny. <laughs> it, it's really gross. So. I feel like it should have been – oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> she loves that part. She loves the movie Tusk and she does not appreciate this conversation. You cut that part out. Um, no, but I really feel like Tusk like would have benefited from being like a Masters of Horror episode. If it was 50 minutes long, it would have been fucking awesome. But, you know – we got we got an hour and God knows how fucking long. If it was yeah, the comedy that no it one, promised to be, it would have been fine. And 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 no one would have allowed Kevin Smith to do a Masters of Horror episode, so somebody else would have directed it, and it might have been a good movie. Yeah, I don't know. They could have made the argument because some of those people who do those Masters of Horror are like, you know, you've got like the big horror guys, and then there's like a dude who did like a horror movie once, and they're like, yeah, he's a master of horror, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're a little hard up for talent sometimes. <laughs> Ralph, have you watched 
holidays at all? Yes, I have. Okay, like, now do you understand that Kevin Smith is cancer? Like, he's <laughs> the worst horror. He's the worst thing to happen to horror ever. Yeah, I don't think he really, like, gives a shit anymore. I think he's, like, just made enough money from Comic Book Man and from his View Askew universe that he just is now... It's like, the, if anybody gives him weed. money, he just does it for fun. It's 100% it's the, weed. the weed. All right, well, that was Last Summer Party from 1988. We were joined by Ralph of Gore Horseman Podcast. You should check them out. Give them a rate and review and subscribe. But don't you dare give them a rate and review and subscribe before you give us a rate and review and subscribe because <laughs> we are the show that you should care about and also you should go to patreon.com backslash Podcast and throw us some cash. Because we are trying our best to do as much cool shit as we possibly can. We are doing conventions and a bunch of other stuff. And also, I feel like there's a bunch of other ways that you can find us. Oh, my God, my memory is fading. Adam, it's got to help me. Well, we can always uh, be found on Twitter, at HMN Podcast on Twitter. And uh, I am pretty much on there every day, except Never. the days that I forget to be on there. So. <laughs> and the days that we post new episodes and I have to post them from the fucking Duke Twitter. Um, <laughs> you and- can also find Scott at fucking Duke, and you can also find Matt at St. Mort. But I have a job to do right now and it's to tell you to go listen to, to us on soundcloud.com backslash horror movie night. You can also check us out on iTunes and... Uh, Rate, review, and subscribe there. And you can also send us personal notes. Sometimes we will pick your note to talk about it on the, the episode. Or we will, really are trying to do some mailbags because people got a real charge out of the last mailbag that we did. Um, everybody likes to feel a little famous. So uh, let's make you famous. You're beautiful. And uh, we actually, we never talk about it, but we have a really kick-ass Facebook page as well. Uh, so just search Horror Movie Night, and, you know, you have to ask permission to be a member. And as long as you're not, like, trying to sell fucking sunglasses or some bullshit on our page. Or or you're not trying to share your terrible uh, uh, Michael jug- Horror, jug- what was that? No, no, no. There was a guy <laughs> trying to share his terrible uh, Juggalo horror videos on youtube yes that's what it was oh my god yeah as long as you interact with us you can you can talk about your podcast or your horror related stuff whenever everybody is very nice there just don't be a dick and we'll be happy to have you and real quick shout out i was recently on an episode of the greatest movie ever podcast with the almighty Gooberzilla. uh i discussed deep rising which is not a good movie. Uh, so look for that. That'll probably be posted somewhere on the Facebook page, and that'll probably have happened well before this episode came out. But, you know, fuck it. Wait, so oh, Matt, was oh, that shit. not the greatest movie ever? <laughs> no, podcast was a lie. <laughs> um, and I was on a podcast as well. Uh, I was on The Fright Corner. We talked about Maniac 1980 and the remake with Elijah Wood from 2013, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and that's on the uh, uh, on the Facebook page too, and I think that we also might have re- yeah we retweeted that too. So you can find it all over the place, the Fright Corner, and uh, and and they're also good dudes. We like to have, have pals that also podcast about horror. Speaking of pals that podcast about horror, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go throw a go, plug in there. Go Ralph. throw another plug in. Sure thing. Once again, I'm Ralph from Gore's from Podcast. Uh, 
You can listen to us on SoundCloud or on iTunes or uh, on Stitcher. I believe we're on Stitcher. Uh, can't, can't, uh, can't quote me on that one. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Pod. Same with Instagram, at Pod, And on Facebook, we're Gorisman Podcast. Um, we're going to be doing another fun giveaway. We did a giveaway, I wanted to say the end of October, um, but we're doing another one. We always like to put a theme around it. So this one is the uh, Totally Jawsome giveaway. Uh, we're going to give away Jaws 2, 3, and 4 on DVD and not the first one because fuck you. That's why. Um, and, then we're, and then we're going to couple that with some uh, Miz paraphernalia. So we got, we got a Miz lighter. Uh, we got some Miz action figures. So that, that gets you totally Jawsome, uh, but no Street Sarks DVD. So sorry about that. Damn it. What? I'm not interested. Wait, can I guess? That, I want to guess. Uh, one of you had like a box set of Jaws, and you're like, well, I'll give away two, three, and four, but I, I want to keep one. <laughs> it's Probably. almost the reverse. Uh, he had all the Jaws and then got the box set, so then two, three, and four were irrelevant. That's like I have all of the, um, all of the Halloweens, and I'd give away all but number four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you're literally the only one. All right. Matt awkwardly hit on you. Hopefully, you aren't already dating the person that you're with. <laughs> hey, are you a keyboard and also a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> are you a keyboard? <laughs> are you a keyboard? <laughs> not, not a keyboard. <laughs> well, it's no surprise to anyone that listens to this show that Adam objectifies women, just literally so. <laughs> you're nothing to me but a keyboard. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm, I'm like colorblind, but it's for women and keyboards. <laughs> At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 